Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Shot Callers presented by 48MinutesNetwork.com where you can find all your favorite podcasts, articles, game recaps, everything you want to find for basketball and college basketball all in one convenient place. We also have uh, 48 Minutes Network Twitter and 48 Minutes Network Instagram where you can check us out, you can chat with us, um, see some great images, see some great tweets, some great polls. All great things. It is playoff basketball time, and we go through every series. Um, The good, the bad, the ugly, who's overachieving, who's underachieving. Should we do the basketball uh, first-round series, the best of seven, best of five? Um, We kind of get into everything, and we we have a good time doing it. It's it's fun. We have producer Tim on it, so here he is. Yeah, he's got a mic, so... (laughs) Blast. Why do you guys let me? Like, you guys got to know by now. Like, that's how many, how many, how many shot cards do you think I have done by now? 40, 45? I'm sure. Yeah, probably. And you guys still give me a microphone? And we still give you a microphone. So, uh, without further. Well, you do record at my house. That is true. That is true. We, we drink his beer and we record at his house and we sit on his couch. So, it is, it is the least we could do to yeah. give him one of his own microphones that he owns. <laughs> well, that microphone you're using is yours, technically. That is true. Yeah. That is also true. Uh, without further ado, guys, check it out. I said I always remember the wood crane beneath my feet in a busy street. I never said I was angry, but I think I'm still in misery. But it's what I needed, and it took me by surprise. Sometimes I think I'm bound All right, guys, it's playoff time. Uh, we're going to start with the what the people said on Twitter. We, we did a poll. Can we can we do it, or is it copyright infringement? It's copyright. Yeah, oh, damn it. Yeah. It's copyright. I know. It's a copyright. Uh, Coming from the guy that has it tattooed on his arm. Uh, it's, that's copyright as <laughs> well. Don't, don't tell anyone. Uh, we ran a poll. Uh, Charles Barkley said the first round should be a best of five series. What do you guys think? 17% of you said best of seven. Four percent of you said best of three, and a whopping seventy-nine percent of you guys said that the first round should be best of five games. Uh, that is where we're at. Uh, we're at pretty much the game four or five while we're recording this mm-hmm. in the series. Um, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that the series should be a best of five? Yes, I agree. I agree. I think the first first series. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like first that's series. what baseball does right now. Well, obviously they have the one game wild card. Right. Um, and then the first round after that, the divisional rounds best of five, league championship series is seven, the World Series is seven, and truly, like, if you think about it, the baseball playoffs like go by like in three Those weeks, are super quick. Yeah, I don't, I don't want the NBA playoffs to be as quick as the I baseball agree. playoffs. But there's also six teams in the baseball playoff compared to, you know what I mean? Right. But like, I don't know. I I just don't know like if the Raptors Magic like that's three one. Yeah. Do the Magic really deserve like a seven game series? I don't know if they do. So the reason that I voted for best of five, and we've talked we talked about this Neil dropping balls days. Yep, absolutely. Um, my all time favorite playoff series was ninety seven. It was the year after Shaq left the Magic. Orlando played the Heat, and it was a two zero Heat lead. Penny won the next two games. Like he put the team on his back, tied the game up. They lost in the fourth quarter in game five by five points. But it was like, as a kid, like, I was like, 
you know, still understanding basketball. And I was like, what do you mean Shaq is not on the magic anymore? And like, that was like when I was like, have you guys seen Penny Hardaway? But like, I went to school and I was like hanging out with my friends, like in the summer, I was like, guys, 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 Penny Hardaway. Did you see that? And they're like, yeah. But that was like, to me, like that's like the ultimate best of five is like, you have a little bit more breather. You have a little bit more like legs in you to have those runs. And I think that's a great point. Yeah, that is. That is a great point where like it, it feels like, okay, now it's another game that Kawhi has to play against the magic or it's another game that Durant and Curry have to play against the Clippers or, you know what I mean? And like, uh, and we'll get to the Celtics Pacers Mm -hmm. here in a minute, but like, you know, after they start three Oh, I mean, right. Do we need to? The I mean, my Pistons. Do the Pistons need to? They they lost by sure. a combined seventy three points in the first three right. games. That's not that's not enough. Right. They haven't learned enough. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, they are I like that. They, they, yeah. they are yeah. who they say they are. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's right. it is what it is. Right. Like, you don't need seven games to realize that a team. You know what I mean? Either it's going to be good or it's going to be bad. I I I like the pressure. It makes round one to me seem. Like it's right. very important. So you only get, you know, a max five times to be able to make your mark. You don't need seven seven games to be able to say who's better than who. So like so like you said, like the Celtics, they swept my Pacers. Like we we knew they were gonna get swept after game three. Like did, yeah. you, did you need the four? We knew after game two. Yeah, I mean sure. yeah. Yeah, I mean, but you really didn't need that. So like tonight, if the Pistons beat the Bucks it doesn't matter. Doesn't it matter. does. It just we, doesn't matter. We have one series right now that is worth seven games, and that's Portland, Oklahoma City. Yeah, Denver. I would say. Oh well, yeah, Denver. You're right. Denver, two, San Antonio. Two. Yeah, but like, and I and Portland's up three one, which I'm not I'm not mad about. But yeah. like, truly, like that's the only series where I'm like, I look at how the teams match, and I'm like, yeah, I can watch that seven times. Yeah, yeah. There's just a, not a lot that you want to watch seven times. And again, I you know Pistons are my team through and through but i don't want to watch i don't want to watch four games of this it's not it's no. not great if the bulls were in this playoff i don't want to fucking watch and play seven the pistons games. were down by 41 points i don't need to watch that more right. you know what i'm saying like right. the, the pacers have trouble scoring i don't need to watch it more mm-hmm. um i don't know it, it seems like plenty to yeah. me um and if they're not gonna reseed it to be i don't know i i think that they just need to to change it I agreed I don't think that they will because I think that no. they get more money doing this. Yeah. No, they talked about the, Bill Simmons and Russell talked about that a lot on their on his pod today. Okay, um, really, like you're going to tell these ownerships, these successful businessmen, like, hey, you're going to play two less games. I didn't know they talked about it. Yeah, but like my kind of my other point too on it is we move the NBA season up to get rid of back to backs, and we're doing this to keep these players' longevity and keep their legs going, and it's kind of like it's piggybacking off my point earlier. Wouldn't best of five kind of go along with that point of like moving the season up, getting them less back to backs, getting them like their body more fresh. Mm-hmm. So like you know, like you said, if it's best of five, the Bucks are up three zero right now. The series is over. They've got four days to get ready for the Celtics. Right. You know what I would love to see, and this is just totally off topic, and I'll just spend less than a minute on this. I would love to see a mid season tournament around the All Star break where you do something similar to what college basketball does with like the conference tournaments mm-hmm. where like the uh the Eastern Conference, the Central Division, okay? We know that they're going to play at 
whatever. You pick a location. Maybe mm-hmm. it, it cycles every year. So it's at Detroit the first year, Milwaukee the next year, mm-hmm. Indiana the next year. Um, and you just do a tournament there. And you kind of crown the champion of the of the yeah, conference. conference. I dig that. I think that would be really would fun be cool. in the middle of the – in the middle of that. Yeah, that would be dope. I would really dig that. Are you guys for the 74-game season? Uh, Yeah. I, I am, am, too. I am. Because the last few don't – I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, do you remember, like, who played basketball that they cared about the last two weeks of April besides, like, Oklahoma City? No. Yeah. I mean, look at look at that Portland game yeah. where they played the six. Yeah. Well, we talked about that, too. Like, in the Western Conference, I mean, those games are only – those teams are only separated by, like, four or five games. But – after that, after the eight seed, it dropped off pretty much dramatically. So, I mean, you already knew it was going to be, after 70-something games, who was going to be in the playoffs. Right. So, right. 74 games, I think, is, is plenty enough games. And, Agreed. Yeah, the, the drop-off was nine games. Right. There wasn't a race for the ninth seed. No. In the East, the drop-off was still two games. But again, as a Detroit fan, it doesn't matter if Detroit or Charlotte gets in. I mean, it really just doesn't matter. Right. Like, right. That doesn't matter, and it should be a best of five if Detroit or Charlotte gets in. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, let's move on um, to your beloved Pacers. <sighs> you got some explaining to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you went pick. to the game. You and well, Tim we went to the game. We did. We you did. guys had a great time, it looked like. It was. It was a lot of fun. It was kind of Celtic the fans moment. would be fucking worse. <laughs> Perfect. It was, it was kind of spur of the moment. You know, uh, my son actually came home. And was like, man, don't the Pacers play tonight? I was like, yeah, they do. And he was like, I would love to go. I was like, what a cool dad. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? And I was sitting there, and my wife was like, you need to go. I was like, well, he's got baseball in the morning, blah, blah. And she was like, it's the playoffs. You need to go. Wow. And I was like, let's get on Vivid Seat, man. Let's do it. That's a Shout out Vivid Seat. Shout out Vivid Seat. Shout out. That family right there. That is a that is a power couple family right there. Oh yeah. Shout out Chris Breezy. Yeah, C Breezy. Yeah, she she hooked it up, man. So she was like, just go ahead and go, take it on up. I pulled up and he's like, All right, you ready? Yeah. (laughs) We're like, let's roll, let's get it. So you guys get there, Baker's life. What was the atmosphere like? Um in the Oh my god, it was lit. It was awesome. I mean, they had these bracelets that lit up with I mean it was they lit up anytime something was going on, at, like in the arena. So they're like, "All right, this section," and it would light up and glow, and you got free T-shirts. Like it was, it was, it was tight. It okay. was tight for sure. All right, jam-packed crowd. Yeah. Here's the thing I'll say about Pacer fans is they are like, they literally do live and die with that team. They like do. they are all in. There yeah. is no like, oh, they lost today. It's okay. Like they are like, yeah, they were. In let's it. go. Let's win. I got it. No, yeah. I mean all my all my Pacers friends are all delusional. So I, I <laughs> yeah, totally get it. All right, mine too. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I've won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I mean, it, and we're in there. I mean, and and of course it starts off freaking Jalen Brown can't miss. Yeah. Um. And then Kyrie got high, and then we were like, "Come on, man!" And then we battled back, took the lead. And then, of course, Darren like Collison. Happened. I think yeah. Gordon Hayward just looked like a man that was worthy of thirty million dollars. Yeah. In game know. four, yes. Game yeah. three, not so much. Yeah, oh, you guys three. went to game three. That's yeah. Right. Game yeah. three was bad. Game four, he looked phenomenal. But it was all about. I mean, let's let's be honest. Uh, we didn't have the talent. I mean, our talent level there was not up to par with Boston's. Even though Boston, I, I would admit Boston did not play well. They're not a no. team that 
they're not a team that impresses me in the slightest. Did, I, I think I texted you right after. I was like, I retract my statement about them beating the yeah, Bucks. Yeah, like they. Yeah, yeah, like they did not look like I'm a team. Not letting you retract it. Yeah, you, ha- you have you, to suffer you, with that. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> but like, I'll be happy to be wrong. You know, I have no issues with the Celtics right. losing. Uh, do you think that Boston? Won the series, or do you think that like the Pacers just basically lost it? Oh, the Pacers lost it because the Pacers um, had the lead in the second half. Yeah. They had the lead in, I think, the first three games. The first three point. games we had the lead in the second half, and one of those games we had the lead by double digits, um, and we just gave it away. Um, I will say this: um, the Pacers' offense in the third quarter just became real stagnant. It became the Sabonis throw it in the post, take three bounces throw it out and pray that somebody does something with it with four seconds left. Like, it just got real clunky. Oh, my God, really Darren bad. Collison. Like, yeah. as a not as a guy who didn't have a horse in the race, yeah. even I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, Darren Collison was bad. Um, you know, it, we just – our offense did not flow. It, I mean, it took a um, Tyreek Evans. Um, I mean, these are guys were you know, Wesley Matthews. Like, these are guys that we're relying on. Yeah, you know, to, to be scorers, you know. Demonis Sabonis is trying to move Al Horford off the block. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it was just real clunky and trying awkward, to bounce off a brick wall. And it was it was just not good. And then the Celtics, I mean, they just they I will say this: they do have that experience. They've got the pedigree, and they've got Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, who has the highest winning percentage of anyone in NBA history that played minimum 50 games in the playoffs. In playoffs I mean, yeah. as long as the Pacers don't play LeBron James or Kyrie Irving in the first round, they've got a shot. they got a shot. Here's the other good thing about the Pacers, though, mm-hmm. Ben. So, here's all the money coming off the books. Yeah. Thad Young, $20 million. Mm-hmm. Corey Joseph, $15 million. Tyreek Evans, $14 million. Bojan, 13.6. Darren Collison, 13. Kylo Quinn, 5. And Wesley Matthews, 1.6. The Pacers right now, the only dead money they have is Monte Ellis for 2.2. Yeah. So right now, they're projected to actually have cap space of $48 million this offseason. But, but they're not going to get... Uh, right, they're not going right. to Kevin Durant. We're no, not, they're not going to get Oladipo back Ola, until... Right. June or December. Uh, no, later than that. It'll probably be February, March. It'll be after the All-Star break next yeah. year. So it'll be Paul George, that Paul George year all over yep. again. Yeah. Yep. So the first half of the year is going to be... Yeah. I mean, Bad. It'll, it'll be a struggle. It'll be pretty rough, right? Yeah, you're looking at Oladipo out, Miles Turner, Doug McDermott, Demata Sabonis, TJ Leaf, Aaron Holiday, right. Evan Sumner, and Alize Johnson. Yeah. So, I don't see any free agent want to come there and kind of, I hate to say, burn a year. No. Right. Because, yeah. Because yeah. that's when he comes back. That doesn't right. mean that that's when he returns to being old Oladipo. Victor Oladipo. Right. That's when he that just could... returns to playing basketball. Yep. Unfortunately, that could be never. Right. Yeah. So I mean, you do run the risk of that. Why would you, if you're a big time free agent and you don't know if the star will be back, why would you burn those years? You wouldn't. Right. You wouldn't. Right. So it's going to be really hard for them to get like a top level free agent. Yeah. So I see a lot. I see them resigning a lot of those guys. Yeah. I I think they will. Um, they love Bogdanovich. They love him. Yeah. Yeah. He'll um, be back. He'll be. He had back. a really good series two years ago against LeBron. Yeah. Where he was really alpha. They were yeah. putting him on Tatum, and it was like... Oh, yeah, that was the other thing, is that he couldn't he couldn't stay with Tatum in a phone booth. I mean, Tatum just, <laughs> right. he just abused him, abused him. But I think he'll be back. Um, I don't think Tyreek Evans will be back. Um, 
I don't think that his intention was ever to come back. No. I, I thought uh, that's why is... he wanted to go to the Pacers right. is so that he could kind of do a, uh, I, hey, I'm kind of uh, the feature guy here. Yeah. Check out how good I still am at scoring. Right. Now I want a, a good size contract right. somewhere else. And I think that's what he tried. I mean. Why couldn't he do that in Indiana, though? Why? Well, I think he did these last two playoff games. That was his, no, right. that no, but was I'm saying, his... like, why can't he be, like, who he was showing off to be? You know, it kind of felt like he was auditioning, right? Yeah. Right. Um, why couldn't, I, why I, couldn't he be auditioning for Indiana, let's say? I think he wants to be the number one. and I, He's not going to be that anywhere. Though. Right. But in, I think in his mind, I think he's a number He. Well, he I think he thinks he's a number well, one he, somewhere. He would be a number one at least for half a year, right? And then I, I mean, I don't know how long. Will he be sure. number one, like Miami? Mm. No, Josh Richardson. Yeah, Bam Adebayo would be ahead yeah. of him. Hassan. Hassan's coming off the bench now. Yeah, yeah, so, making all that money. Oof, twenty-three, come off the bench. <laughs> yeah. No, but there's really no place where he could be a number one option. Yeah. Some place like Memphis, but they have Jaron Jackson. Right. Sacramento's um, not happening again. Yeah. So, I don't know. I would like to see him get resigned. I would. I mean, he did a good job for us when he was healthy. I yeah. mean, that was that was the big thing was that he he spent some quite a bit of time on you know IR and, and not playing full games and so I mean he had a little bit of that this year. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind him to come back at all. Not at all. So Nate McMillan. Okay. What do you think? Um, I don't think you can really judge him on this year. Yeah, I think right. With Ola, I mean, yeah, I think with Oladipo going down, you're really fighting an uphill battle. Yeah, I mean, um, you said he had the battle with Paul George, and him and Paul George just didn't see eye to eye that year. Yeah, correct. So, um, I think it's always going to be a struggle for him there because I don't think that they're going to be able to pull guys there to Indiana that are going to make them successful. Um, you got You have to really have a niche um, of things that you do well um, in order to win in, in Indiana. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I just don't think that you're going to pull big-time stars to play in Indiana. So you got to have something where it's got, it's got to be special. Um, you know, just kind of like last year with Oladipo. I mean, they were one win away from beating the – the Cavaliers. Um. So here's here's how I look at it, right? He didn't have a single all-star on that roster, okay? He didn't have a single all-star. He was 11th in the league in total win percentage. Mm-hmm. He was number one in the league in opponents' points per game. And he was 10th in the league in point differential. Mm. And that's without a single guy that was an all-star, right? Right, yeah. Did they have a – they didn't have one, right? No. No, because V.O. was hurt. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty that's good. That's pretty man. good to and be I, to be around that top ten right. tier. Yeah, yeah. I think he's earned I mean, the right to be back. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what else. But you're not going to get, and you're not going to get much better. I mean, there's not like there's some kind of major free agent coach right. out there that's going to make them. This that is much 1998 better. when right. Jalen Rose is like, yeah, I'll go there. Yeah, or so, Jermaine O'Neal or o- overall. Um, Ben, what, what grade do you give this, um, this I think, season? I think overall, um, with the loss of Oladipo, um, I would give them, I would give them a B plus. Uh, I would give them a B plus just because you're dealing with 
the loss of your star, um, and you're actually able to be competitive throughout the season to hold on yeah. to you know to be a fourth seed. They so, really hung between that three and five range for a right, lot of the year. Yeah. I mean, a fifth seed. I'm sorry. Yeah, there was no huge um, drop off, uh, yeah. especially after early. Yeah, so I mean, they were able to hold on in there, and and um, they just they just could not finish games in the playoffs. Yeah, let's uh, let's transition over to uh, a series that is competitive and does have a lot of star power, and that's Portland OKC. Um, this has been my favorite series so far. Oh, for sure. Do you yeah. guys, you guys Absolutely. agree with that? No doubt about it. Um, and really, the main reason is because we've been getting the matchup of Dame versus zero versus zero, zero versus zero. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, it. It's been great, man. It's been great. Dame has had his number by far, and it doesn't oh, even feel down. like it's close. Uh, I think that the I think that the whole country is seeing Dame as the third best point guard in the world. Oh, I agree. Um, I think that he's solidified himself as that. Yeah, you know what I mean. That he is clearly mm-hmm. the third guy there. Yeah, and rightfully so. And behind Harden and. Curry is a really good spot to be, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no doubt. Like no for doubt real. About it. Um, but what's what are you guys loving about this series besides that? Anything anything else that's catching your eye? Um, I think the thing that I am liking the most is that I feel like, and Charles Barkley brought this up, and I very rarely, you know, ever. <laughs> Ever quote Charles Barkley? But, we need Ryan here to do his Charles Barkley impersonation. Uh, right. Yeah, we're two we're two Charles Barkley quotes. Oh, we in are, man. This, this I episode, mean, this guy's so. getting a lot of love on. Our That's show. it. Um, but the cool thing about it is, is that I think Westbrook makes things personal, and I think Lillard is just playing basketball. And when he's playing basketball, he is a far better talent than Westbrook. And oh, everybody yeah. gets caught up in the triple doubles and all the stuff, and he's averaged triple doubles for three. I get that. But if you look at numbers and you look at production, by far Damian Lillard is the better player. And Damian Lillard is going out and competing as being the better player and not like, oh, well, I just got to be better than Russ. And I got No, he's going out and playing basketball, and he is showing that he is the better player. And, and we have a great article that's on our website that was put up in the, in the last month by uh, our friend Jordan Bonchi mm-hmm. uh, called The Triple-Double Paradox. And it really goes into if the triple-double is even meaningful, why we should care about it, if we should care about it, and just kind of how are we going to remember this stretch that Russ has been on. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that what he's doing now in the playoffs is kind of defining his career as well. Yeah, Yeah. so there's something to say about the fact that, like, I just criticized Nate McMillan for having three wins in three years in the first round. Billy Donovan has had four? Yeah. Four or five, not many. They're they are four and fourteen in their Since last. Since Kevin Durant 18. left, they have, yeah, and you got to think when Kevin Durant left, they lost three games in a row, and then right. they lose they get they lose to the Rockets was at five, they lose to the Jazz I think in six, and now they're down three one. So, and this is a team. I mean, really, the Thunder is not a team you can make better. No, like their money situation, they're strapped. But for me, man, I'll tell you what. To be honest. I'm really happy Portland's proving me wrong. Because yeah. I have picked against Portland ever since they lost to New Orleans. I was like, after that sweep to New Orleans, I was like, they're broken. And I I, I didn't make, pick them to make the playoffs this year. And Lillard and McCollum have been excellent. You're getting so much out of Enos Cantor. 
And the glue has been Alfredo Camino. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think I wrote that um, on our update of our uh, Instagram and Twitter that he had a huge game last night. He's continued to play well throughout the playoffs. I mean, he, I think he had 19 and 10 last night or 19 and 8 or something. Like, he was – Yeah. He's been legit. He's been well, the, kind of like that third, third cog. It's been great because Portland's – I mean – Shit, like, every time C.J. McCollum went on a show last year, mm-hmm. they were like, who's getting moved? You're a dame. Yep. You know, like, Stephen A. Smith flat out said, you guys cannot be successful with you two together, yep. to his face. Yeah. And right now, like, I mean, those two have been the most fun guard doing the, in the playoffs right now, besides Stephen Clay. It may be more fun, because yeah. it's been really been KD and whoever, because right, Clay was off until last night. Mm-hmm. After that dip in the ocean. After that dip in the ocean. Did you read that? Yeah. So uh, it, it sounds like you guys are impressed with Portland. Very. Do you see it as yeah. more of uh, o- Portland overachieving or Oklahoma City underachieving? I believe in Portland more than I believe in OKC underachieving. Really? Yeah, really? I do. You think that Portland is taking this series more than OKC is blowing it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think the way I, that Lillard has been taking over games. Yeah. 12, 12 for 17 shots uh, 27 feet or more. Ooh, wee. 12 for 17. Wow. If this dude's near the logo, it's going in. Right. Likely. Yeah. Dame Dalla. <laughs> That's crazy. Run it up. Yeah, he's at, 40, he's at 44% three-point shooting in this playoff. He's sniping for sure. Yeah, he's killing it. And he'll do it off the dribble, just mm-hmm. pull up in your face. My problem, is, I I think it's, a li- for me at least, I think it's a little more Oklahoma City blowing it. Um, their three-point shooting's been atrocious. Yes. Those first two games were horrible. Besides Paul George, their team during those first two games only made four three-pointers. Their entire team, besides Paul George. That's terrible. Over a two-game stretch. They just can't hit threes. Russell Westbrook's been super inefficient. Mm -hmm. Since they can't shoot threes, um, Enos Cantor, and it kind of goes game by game, but Enos Cantor doesn't have to go out and guard the perimeter. So Enos Cantor's not as much of a liability. He can just stand in the lane. It's... It's been really bad. Paul Steven Adams has been awful. Yeah. Been bad. Yeah. He's been just straight up bad. Yeah. Yeah, he's been really bad. But my problem is Paul George on defense. Why isn't Paul George it, we're calling him defensive player of the year or in the running not guarding for Lillard. it? He's not guarding Lillard. He's not guarding McCollum. He's guarded them on a combined 10% of possessions. Either McCollum or Lillard. He's only guarded them 10% of all possessions combined. Mm. That's not good enough. That's not, That's not good enough. They are the, clearly the two best offensive guys on the court. He's clearly the best defensive guy on the court. Yeah. And there's some, I mean, there's got to be some burden, again, on Billy Donovan that you brought up, Tim. Yes. I agree with that. I'm not anti-coach, just for the record, but. I no, yes, I get it. I get it. But, but again, I don't believe in him as an NBA def- coach. Defensive yeah. matchups. Right. right. Defensive matchups are a real thing. Right. And assignments, right? Like, that was his thing at Florida. That was how his teams beat you. They were a defense, dolphins, a transition team. That's how they won championships. Yeah. And he comes to the NBA, and it was like once Durant left, he was like, nope. Dude. Yeah. yeah. So I just don't – they can't shoot. Their defensive assignments are all jacked up. Mm-hmm. It's, They're playing like Raymond Felton in like big time minutes in the third quarter. Raymond Felton. <laughs> like, they're having him – they won't have Paul George guard Dame Lillard. But you'll have the cheeseburger going. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, what the heck? Like, what are you doing? Right. You yeah, know, it's. I don't. I just really, really don't like how OKC has been doing anything. And you yeah. can't really blow it up. There's no situation where if this goes bad, 
You can't, you, you can't make it better. You can't. I think I looked, and I don't. I don't have it in front of me, but I think I looked, and they're gonna have like a hundred and four million tied up between the three the of three, yeah. of Paul George, uh, Westbrook, Westbrook, and Stephen Adams. Yeah. Now I won't say this is the best move, but it would not shock me if Sam pressed the interview for the Lakers job and just got out of there. No, I mean, I mean, at this point, yeah. right? At this point, it's there's no. I don't see them getting better. No. no. And if they're not going to get better, they're probably going to get worse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Uh, they're probably going to get worse. Yeah. And if they're going to get worse, then I don't know why you stick around. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you think Paul George regrets resigning? Not necessarily, because him and Russ have a good relationship, but... Yeah, but you want to win. Right. Like, I, like I don't want to sign. And Could a Paul George, resign? LeBron James duo be better than this right now? Yeah, I agree. I efficiency, so. I totally alone. agree. Efficiency, efficiency, yeah, efficiency alone would 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 save that. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. think I think um, as far as LeBron, I mean he, the way he facilitates and does things, I mean he makes you instantly better. I mean, I just don't think Russell Westbrook has that ability. How good is Lonzo Ball in that case? Having those two guys to throw the ball to? Right. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Here we go. Karis Levert or Russell Westbrook. Who do you think is more efficient? This Levert. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who? I don't know, man. I, I I no, I agree, and that's right. But yeah. I'm saying, would you rather have Karis Levert for the next three years or Russell Westbrook for the next three years? Man, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, I, I I would this contract or no contract in the, in the argument. I was gonna, yeah. contract. Oh, I think Karis Levert. Levert, yeah. No contract. Russell. Okay. Levert still. Russell, honestly. I, I, I just hate the inefficiency. I hate it all. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I am with you on that. The like, only I thing that I, like would you like put him and Lillard side by side, the only thing that he really has better in advanced statistics is his defensive box plus minus. That's it. Otherwise, it's all Lillard. Yeah. So I think for me, too, it's like. Which doesn't match what we're seeing. No, not right. at all. Like, right. No. I don't know where that statistic is. It feels from, like it a coming match. out party of Damian Lillard, even though he's been really good forever. It still feels like it's like his blow up. Was it Lillard and McCollum that said, like, we, I think it was Lillard. It was like, we've been a three seed before. We're not a three seed on accident. Right. Yeah, I don't know Lillard. why you guys are surprised. Yeah. Terry Stotts has done a really good job of, like, putting his rotations together and, like, playing chess with Billy Donovan. Like, you're going to bring this guy out okay of this guy. Right. I think that's really, like, I think it's a nice one. I think it's the first nice thing I've said about a coach on this network and yeah, like since Steve Kerr and good Eric Spolstra. Yeah, man. Good job. You're yeah, it, man. Um, I'll, I'll give Steve Clifford a shout too. Like the fact you were the Magic in the playoffs. But I think Stotts has just done a really good job of really playing the X's and O's in this series. And it's it's showing. Yeah, yeah. I fully agree. Westbrook can't, can't get to the rim in this series. It's awesome. Yeah. Let's move it on to uh, Philly, Brooklyn. Which, uh, chippy, chippy, chippy. This has Man. been awesome. This is, playoff this is playoff basketball. I love it. No every, uh, I love that every day Ben will send a text in our group chat <laughs> and it'll just be like, it'll just be like, impede with the hard drive. This is playoff yeah, basketball. I love, I love it. it. I love it's so it. funny because we just got like, we just got Sean in our group text. Yeah, so he's probably like, what did I get? What did you guys put me like, in? I don't know what's happening. I, why is he screaming at me? This is playoff basketball. But it's so good. But it is it playoff is. basketball. It is, man. Uh, we are seeing grittiness. Yes. We are seeing people that I genuinely love, don't yeah. like each other. I love other. when people freaking, like, 
it, it just shows that you mean it means something. You know what I mean? Like this is we're trying to fight for a championship, and I love the fact that the Brooklyn Nets are not backing down, even though you know Philadelphia is. They're not going to get be, sunned. No, no, You're not, not going to sun us. Right no, here. you ain't sunning us. No doubt about it. I love it. I love it. It's great. I genuinely think that they don't like Philadelphia at all. I oh, genuinely dude. think that's yeah. very true. You're 100 yeah. percent right, and. This is. I feel like we're starting to get a list now, right? Mm-hmm. Boston, uh, there, there's obvious blood there. Okay, mm-hmm. um, Detroit. I know that Detroit's kind of the little son. I understand that, but we saw them beating Drummond. Oh yeah, get into it, and yeah. they're they clearly like a couple years now. They clearly don't like each other. Yeah. Like Hassan like, Whiteside and the Heat don't like them. don't like them. Yeah, um, the Bucks. Like you remember those stare downs with, yeah, Simmons, with Simmons, and, Simmons, and Giannis? Giannis? Yeah, they there's. There's yeah. kind of beef there. And the yeah. Thunder. The, dude, these teams. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's man. Right. Think about yeah. it. The All Star draft when uh, they're joking about putting in beat in Russell Westbrook. LeBron the traded <laughs> Westbrook for Ben Simmons. Right. These. No one likes Philly in the league, man. No. Nobody it does. It has a. Not obviously to the accomplishment point, but it has a Detroit Pistons bad boy feel to it. Yeah. Like. I agree. And I love it. Yeah. Uh, do you think that this is a bad move for them? Do you think that teams are coming out and they're like, all right, we're going to give them everything? Do you think that there there is a little extra to give to Philly? Um, yeah, but I think it's I think it's Do you guys buy there. into that even? Like, is that even a real thing? Do you, I don't know if you think that there's like this extra level a team can go because they don't like them. I think that that's going to bring the bring like something extra out of teams. But truthfully, I don't mind it on the Philly side. I think it's good that they have that identity of like toughness and yeah. we're going to yeah. battle you. And I think that was a big reason they brought Jimmy Butler in. Yeah. I think if I'm Jimmy Butler, I, I'm I, staying. I would love it. Right. Yeah. I would love it. Hey, we're throwing elbows to guys. We're getting in shoving. This matches. is just like I'm his getting, Bulls teams. I'm getting ejected yeah. out of games because yeah. we're fighting. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah, this is what I wanted. That was what he was raised on the NBA when yep. he had Noah and Taj Gibson. This is and what Luol I want. Dang and Derek Rose. Like yep. that was what he came up in. This is yep. exactly what I would want if I was him. I want to beat. Every single person's enemy yep. in this league, and I don't want that soft stuff from Cat and all. I don't want the soft stuff and wigs, right? Yeah, those guys saw it, want to play buddy buddy. Like, no, we're out here. This is a fight. It's a scrap. Let's get it. Yeah, they're like, oh, could he sign with the Lakers? I'm like, why? You've, you've seen Lonzo walk Too away soft. from fights, right? You've seen him <laughs> yeah, just walk soft. away. The Brandon Ingram Chris Paul thing. He was nowhere yeah. to be seen. He walked away. He said, I don't want anything yeah. to do with that. Too soft. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Butler wants these problems. Yeah. I, I truly believe and it. And he's got a running mate with Embiid who also wants problems. You know what I mean? Um, so. There Word. is there is storylines throughout <laughs> Philadelphia right now. Okay? Oh, for sure. Um, I'm not even going to touch on the Amir Johnson texting thing. Yeah. Uh, that we was, covered that last week. Yeah, it was a little yeah. bit ago. Um, I do think that Tobias Harris has been the best player for them. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. right. I do. And defensively, he's been Lights out. Frickin yeah. Lights out. I mean, yeah. there's Lights been a out. lot of situations where, like, they've put him on D'Angelo Russell. And Russell's really struggled in this series. Yeah. Yeah, I saw flashes of kind of old Russell for the too. Lakers where he just missed more shots. I don't think that, like, Russell truly changed his game besides confidence and just hitting more shots when he mm-hmm. went to Brooklyn. Um, but you kind of saw him just miss a good amount of shots these last few games. Yeah. But Tobias Harris has been absolutely lights out. Um, Which I know, like, deep down in your soul, you're so happy about. I love it. Yeah. I love it That's so much. Boy, yeah. This is like... When I met you, 
you told me your favorite player in the league was Tobias Harris. <laughs> Dude, I stand, I, I stand by that sentiment. I, I stand it. by it. Um, and that's good. He really needed it because I think that there was starting to become some doubt. Um, just kind of growing where it's like, oh, is he a good fit and all this all right. stuff? Um, also, Embiid. Should he have played at all this playoff series? Um, no. You don't think so? No. I um, I think they're good enough to beat Brooklyn without him. Um, and if you're trying to win a championship, your your best player needs to be healthy. So um, you already showed that you could beat him in game three. So why would you play him in game four or possibly game five for something to happen? Or for, you know, for him, I mean, because he's getting beat. I mean, they're going after him. Like, when he's going to the basket, like, there's no soft stuff. I mean, it's it's been legit playoff basketball. So, for something to him to happen to him and for them not to have him in the next series is, is I think that's kind of kind of crucial. I, I personally would not have played him. But. I will say in game three, I was part of the party that went, oh, Greg Monroe plays for the Sixers now? <laughs> I know, he did. <laughs> They're like checking in Greg Monroe, huh? No, he started. Oh yeah, he did start that game. He's <laughs> like, huh? Oh gosh. Because I was like, I like went into that. I was like, okay, Jonah Bolden will probably start at center for a little bit. Him and Boban, and I was like, what? Boban cannot play more than fifteen minutes of no, basketball in a game. Enough. Fifteen yeah. minutes, and he's like at six fouls. Right. In fifteen, it's pretty rough. Yeah. He's a per like wizard, but he really can't play much. Yeah. I think. Um, I would not have had an issue rolling and beat out for game one, just to see how he can, how he does, if his legs okay, and then from there make the make the decision. Um, but truthfully, I probably wouldn't have played him these last few games. Yeah, you know, you saw the leg wasn't good. Game one, like he left early. Um, Which game was it that he sat four minutes in? Uh, three. Yeah, Might have been game that. three. Yeah, he played the first four minutes, drew a bunch of fouls, right. and it looked like, oh, wow, he, he looks really good. And, like, and then, Tobias Harris has done a great job of being the role man for him, mm-hmm. filling in as the role man the PNR. Like, he's been excellent in that situation. Yeah. I think Miles Turner's super nice in the PNR. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was. Miles Turner was really good. Uh, yeah, but he's got to hit his shots to really oh, create for sure. spacing. Right. That's, that's, that's my problem with Miles Turner is if he's not hitting his shots, then he doesn't provide spacing, and yeah. on offense, he's a, he's, he's a mute point. Yeah. Right, right. He's yeah. he's a fine passer, but yeah. yeah. Um, and then Ben Simmons. I I think just the the word for Ben Simmons is aggressive. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. I I think that the whole, I, I mean, the whole Jared Dudley thing. Love I, it. I, I love it, and I love that that kind of got him going. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's so much more effective, man, when he's getting in the paint and being aggressive and going after it. Um. He makes them that much better when he is is being the guy that's attacking and getting to the rim and doing all those other things um, that he does. But um, I just hope that he continues to do that and, and continues to be aggressive in this series and, and other series. Because, of course, jump shots aren't his thing. But getting in the lane, being a facilitator, doing those things, those are things that he can do and help them be effective. That game three was like the best I've ever seen him. And yeah. I want to see that. Every night, right. right? Where do you think he should play on the, like on the floor, not top of the key? So you think, you think he should be in like that dunker spot? I think that's a good spot for him. Truthfully, yeah. okay. Do you think that he clogs the lane with Embiid though? 
Um, yeah, you, I mean, I could definitely see that. But like, I like. I mean, the, I like the inside out kind of offense they can run with that situation. Yeah, with guys like Tobias, and with guys like Butler, with guys like Redick. The problem is Redick is really tough to play because he's not getting a lot of shots, and if he isn't shooting he's a lot of playing, threes, yeah, he's not shooting well. If he's not shooting threes, then like, why even have him on why the floor? On the floor yeah. Like, literally, why have him? Yeah, and that's my problem with their inside out game is if Redick doesn't shoot threes, then like the whole thing kind of gets yeah. scrapped. You know yeah. what I mean? That makes sense. And I don't know if Jimmy Butler wants to really catch and shoot. I think he wants to catch and then ISO. Yeah. Or or catch and uh, pick <laughs> and roll. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's pick and rolls that he really wants to. Right. He yeah. really wants to call more of. They're definitely playing really good defense, but yeah. like they're really getting a lot of benefit from guys like like I said, D'Angelo struggling. Joe Harris has been atrocious. horrible. He's an horrible yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jared Allen's played pretty decent. Yeah. But like. If you want him to be your second scorer in a playoff series, you yeah, know, besides like Dinwiddie it. or Lavert. So here's the tough part: is like, I think that their best lineup. I don't know who to put at the four for their best lineup. I struggle with that. Yeah, you're right. Like, do you put Jared Dudley at the four? They kind of play like a college basketball style small ball of like four guards and a big man down the stretch. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think that that you have to play Dinwiddie. Russell and I, th- I really do like Levert as like a really small three. I do too. And then um, Jarrett Allen is the five. That four is a really weird spot because Jared Dudley isn't great at basketball. He's an aggressor, <laughs> he's but he's not great at the game of basketball right. as we know it. Um, <laughs> you could put like uh, Kenneth Freed or whatever. Well, he's in Houston. Uh, or who's the no Ed Davis? Uh, no, Demari Carroll. Yeah, yeah. Demari Carroll. They look the same. Come on. They do. Um, <laughs> That's the same person. No, it's no. The same person. Uh, no you you put Damari Carroll uh, there, um, or you could put Ronda Hollis Jefferson. Ronda Hollis Jefferson can't hit a shot. He can't hit a shot. No, Raphael from the Ninja Turtles. He draws yeah. a bunch of fouls. He does. He shoots a lot of free throws, but mm-hmm. he can't shoot. No. So I just don't know what you do with that four spot. Um, Agreed. And if your best lineup is all three of those guys with those guards, like who comes off the bench? Like Joe Harris would have to come off the bench, right? But then who's playmaking? And it's very—it's just very weird team yeah. setup. They well, need to get a forward. Well, That's what they need. Yes. They need a forward. And you got to think, man. Like they—they they probably expected to be here. They'll tell you. But truthfully, no one expected the Nets to be in this situation. They probably didn't prepare for that because they didn't think they would. And when they did, they had Kenneth Farid when they when they started the year. So that was probably their game plan. Was that was their four? That was their four. Yeah. So, you know, now they, they don't have up, that. They gave up on that quick. Yeah. <laughs> Houston's like, Houston's, thanks. Yeah, Houston's like, thanks a lot. Yeah. Because he's been really good. Don Mitchell, woof. Don Mitchell is a woof. That's that's a fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let, let, let's, let's head over to that series then. Yeah. Um, Houston and Utah. Houston is looking like possibly the best team mm-hmm. in the NBA mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. at the best time. Um, Clay Thompson said it in his post game interview. The team that we're playing in the next round, they haven't lost yet, so we want to win so that we get a, as much rest as them. Yeah. Golden State is thinking about them. No, yeah, they no are doubt. thinking about them. They are yeah. watching them. And Daryl's already be confirmed worried. that they're game planning too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They should be. Um, I just i I think that it's a combination of Houston looking incredible and Utah. I'm. Did we ever like Utah? No. 
No, no one in no. here liked Utah, right? No. no. Do you remember since you our, and I were the one that recorded the season preview? Since our season preview, we didn't like them. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, they're going to be like the second best offensive scoring team in the West. You and I looked at each other and went. So yeah. this was the thing. We said, what was the question we always have with Utah? Who's the second scorer? Who's the second scorer? Kyle Korver? You know who the second and third scorer are this season? Rudy Gobert and Ricky Rubio. Yeah. That's Gobert. bad. And That's Gobert bad. They're not awful. offensive guys. Yeah. They're not offensive guys at all. Kyle Korver can't play with James Harden on the floor. Nope. He's literally not playing. Yeah. And uh, all right, I'm gonna do this bit, and I did it with you guys over texting. Um, <laughs> I literally looked at that text and went, "He's not serious." Here we go. Are you ready for this? Go ahead. I think Ben is more on board and more supportive of my bit than you are. So, all right, here we go, okay? Kyle Korver can't play when James Harden is on the floor because Kyle Korver can't defend James Harden at any level, okay? So, essentially, James Harden is the reason why Kyle Korver is not playing, okay? Correct. Utah is incredibly bad at shooting the basketball. They just can't shoot. Mm-hmm. So if James Harden is taking away Utah's best shooter, or second best, I don't know where you put Joe Ingles in there, whatever. They're one of, if not their best shooter, mm-hmm. if James Harden is taking away their best shooter, then James Harden is positively affecting his team on the defensive end. He is a one plus one on defensive yeah. box plus minus. He yeah. is positively affecting... Yeah. His team. I mean, he's putting his team at a better spot on the defensive end yeah. because of his offensive game. And I think that's a real thing. That is. You want to hear something nuts? James Harden, James Harden had the second most steals in the league this season. Do we know that? Like, total steals? James yeah. Harden was number two in the league. Um, he doesn't suck at defense. Like, yeah. this isn't a thing. He averaged more than two steals a Dude, game. His defensive box plus minus in the playoffs is a plus 4.2. Like, this James Harden what? is bad at... James Harden is bad at defense is like a, a false construct. A it's not a real thing. James he was Harden, lazy on defense for a long time. Sure, he's yeah. not like this lockdown. He's not Clay Thompson, right? right? Like that's he's not, not the who, ultimate two way Jimmy Butler. Right. No, he's not that. But he's definitely not a liability, and he's good. He's just good. He's yeah. regular good. Yeah, but he's not bad. No, he has more win shares on defense than offense right now in playoff ball. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not entertained? Right. Are you there not you entertained? <laughs> you know I came along. This guy. This guy. Harden's still the MVP. I mean, Giannis is still the MVP. But... Sure. Sure. But, like, it, I don't know. I just think that the laziest take in the world is, like, well, Giannis plays defense and James Harden just plays offense. It's like, that's just actually not true. That's just you not looking at numbers. Sure. Right. That's, like, yeah. this yeah, feels not... like something to say. Yeah. I don't know. That's not true at all. That's Yeah, that's the typical, like. All right, so. You guys put on your foil hat and went down the rabbit hole with my little bit. Absolutely. What do you guys think? Is there something to that? Oh, absolutely. No. No. <laughs> I, I believe no. in it. Thank I you. believe Thank it. Thank you. No, no one is ever going to be like, he keeps he keeps him off the court. That's Yeah, that's fine. One series. Okay, I'm just saying that's helping his defense, right? I mean. That's helping the team. It doesn't hurt that Chris Paul's playing decent defense, too. That's fine. Yeah, it doesn't help that he has... You know, two other guys are playing pretty decent defense. If you can go to P.J. Tucker to back him up. Just like Capella on the backside. Yes, that's huge. That's been huge. I'm not saying I'm not entertained by the Rockets by any means. I really have enjoyed this, and I want them to beat the Warriors. Yeah. I would love to see a situation where it's like the Rockets playing the Bucks or the Raptors in the finals. I'm all for it. But at that same point, 
I have a hard time putting James Harden in the, I guess, playoff DPOY conversation. I'm not saying defensive player of the year. For, for Your exact tech message was... That okay. That part was <laughs> that part was a joke. Okay. I also yeah, tweeted yeah. Pistons in seven in confirmed seven, today. Right? Right? Like he did. I that part was obviously a joke. Was it? Yes. Was clearly. It? I don't know. I've heard I, you guys talk about James Harden four thousand times producing your shows. Man. Oh yeah. Love him. Yeah. Love that guy. You guys talk about James Harden more than I talk about Penny Hardaway. That's just yeah. not true. That part is not true. That is very true. true. That is not true. Yes, we got three minutes you into this podcast where it was like, it was like, let's give Tim a mic. And three minutes in, it was like, yeah, well, that Penny, Penny Hardaway. Is. And I was like, this is Tim. <laughs> Tim's here. The other day, and I was like, the other day, I was like, I can't even remember the last time I even tweeted about LeBron. And you're like, March 18th. <laughs> I was like, one month ago, you did. <laughs> uh, but Utah, man, it's pretty rough. Yeah. So here's the thing. You know, like you said, like they don't really have a second score they can go to because they can't play Corver. Ricky Rubio is Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio. You know, and like Donovan Mitchell is not efficient enough to play that, I guess, Utah James Harden rule of like I've got to take all the shots, I've gotta make the I gotta make this thing happen. His true shooting is Wowzus. Yeah. Like so Dick. Right, yeah, like, and this isn't the, I this isn't the, I dislike Donovan Mitchell thing. I I have really enjoyed watching him blow up and do well, but I just they don't. Utah is really hard to bring someone else to go there to make him better, and you're seeing that right now in this playoff series because their second best players were to go bare, and that's great on the defensive side of the ball, but like, I mean. Other than that, like, are you hoping Derek Favors is going to drop twenty points to help you out? Right. Yeah. And even will Greg Monroe play on the Jazz in the playoffs? Uh, I mean, I just even watching them, like, I I stayed up and watched that game. Um, like Rudy Gobert is an offensive liability. Like he's not good offensively. No, there were at least four or five shots where he just got like nicked. Like, wasn't even a hard foul. He got nicked and just. He threw it up at the basket and just prayed it went in. I'm like, those are layups. Like, you can't blow layups. You're seven foot. I mean, he was just bad offensively. Donovan Mitchell is forcing shots all over, which I can't blame him because he has to. Because if they have no if, choice, because if he don't shoot, they ain't scoring. Yeah, you know, Ricky Rubio with that ponytail flopping in the wind. You know, I know it, where you're going just, with this because I was about to say the same exact thing. What are you gonna say? I was say plot and scheme. I say they could really use a healthy Gordon Hayward right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was gonna say is much more ridiculous. I, 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 I concede my point. I'm gonna exit my browser right now. I, I right now I have player comparison finder on Basketball Reference. Zach Levine versus Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, Donovan Mitchell is much better on defense. That's not even close. But offensively, they're the same person. Yep. Zach Levine's a little more efficient, actually. And a little more athletic. Yeah. Um, actually, a lot more athletic. Yeah. Offensively, Zach Levine is better. Right. He is better on offense. Um, Just defensively, Donovan Mitchell is better. And I'm just saying... I'm not trying to say that Zach Levine is better than Donovan Mitchell. No. What I'm trying to say is I don't know how we got to the point where Zach Levine is hot garbage and Donovan Mitchell is the best player on a playoff team, and we're totally fine with that. Right. I I just don't think that there's like this huge that there's this huge gap between the two players. Completely agree. 
And I don't know why we're totally accepting that Donovan Mitchell is good enough to lead a playoff team to win a series. Yeah, you know, and I completely agree. And Utah really hasn't had that guy that's been good enough to win a playoff series since, like, Darren Williams. Yeah. I think Gordon Hayward was. True, yeah. Yeah. He didn't get a lot of chances to win playoff series, unfortunately. Yeah. But, like, when he did, you're right, he stepped up and... Yeah. But, no, that is, like, exactly who they need right now. They just need, like, a high-volume wing, wing scorer yeah. that could do everything pretty well. Yeah. And they have decent money, too, but, like, we talked about, like, I know Keith Smith, who I fully respect. Uh, he does a great job covering the NBA. He does an awesome job with salary cap databases. He's been on our network before. Said that people love playing in Utah. And I thought back to, like, free agency signings in Utah, and I'm like, since Darren Williams? Right. I can't remember I one. Wasn't he drafted by Utah? He might have been. I think he was. So I can't think of one besides, like, Brian Russell being like, yeah, I'll play with Carmelo and John Stockton. That's different. Yes. Yes, he was drafted by Utah. So, yeah. Point proven. Joe Johnson signed with Utah. That was, like, it. That was at the end of his career. So. Wow. Derek Favors is their second highest paid guy. Just feels bad to me. The whole thing yeah. feels bad. I don't like it. I don't like any. Uh, I just don't like like any of this Utah stuff. I agree, man. And they have a coach off the Mike Shevsky coaching tree, and he's a he's a Coach K disciple. Is he really? Mm-hmm. All right. I don't, I don't want to talk about Utah. Anymore. I'm yeah, sick. I was say, yeah, I'm they're, sick. They're All right, so Denver. Good. We're doing Denver now. Denver, San Antonio, guys. You... Jamal Murray. Goes off in game three in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. Saves him. If he doesn't go off, the Spurs are up 3-0. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking like a basketball messiah. Just you absolutely are. calling this series <laughs> you are. right here. Uh, but it's, it didn't happen. The series is tied 2-2. There's no um, home court advantage uh, that was taken away or anything like that. We're basically reset. It's a best of three now. Mm-hmm. Derek White has looked like maybe the best player in this series. Um what are you guys? What are you guys thinking? It's. What do you guys like in this best of three? I lean, We're going Denver, San Antonio, back to Denver. I lean towards Denver on the case of home court advantage. Okay. Um, but you know, since Will Chamberlain's second life is Nikola Jokic, obviously. Stop. Should stop it. Yeah. Um. But I don't feel good about saying that. I'm not like coming to you like 100 percent confident, like. The way Derek White, and we shouldn't be shocked. Popovich has done this so many times now where he's gotten the most out of guys. Right. And, you know, they still have, I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge, I know we, like, have joked about him. Still pretty good at 34 years old. Yeah. Dude, he's, I was shocked by how much I liked to watch LaMarcus Aldridge play. Yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge, like, looked overtly very good. Yeah, and obviously, you know, having a guy like DeRozan who can kind of get hot at any moment. Right. I know he hasn't shot the best, but, you know, there is... That he... whole team's been shooting really rough. Yeah. yeah. They went they went more than two quarters without making a single shot. And when I say without making a single shot, all of their shots were made, like, in the restricted area. Yeah. They were all, like, layups, dunks, all that stuff. They literally just didn't hit a shot. This is the second lowest usage rate DeMar DeRozan has ever had in the playoffs in his career. Do you like that? Kind of, because it does give guys like Derek White a chance to show how much they can help the team. Guys like Marcus Aldridge can really do more for them. Um, 
So, like, having that three-headed monster is something that really does kind of give them an advantage. Obviously, having the mastermind that is as your coach in that situation, too. But for me, it's, you know, the best player on the floor is obviously on the other side. In Jokic? Yeah. Yeah. The Messiah. <laughs> no. Um, you know I say that sarcastically. No. What they did get working, when when Denver gets it working, it looks really good. It does. It looks like... Really good. Yeah, they do. They do this really cool thing where they'll feed Jokic down low. Jokic will get it going. Guys will collapse on Jokic. Jokic will kick it out. They play the inside out, right? They do what Houston does with the inside out, but they are not afraid to shoot mid ranges too. Not at all. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. It is awesome. Um, this is a team that doesn't even have Isaiah Thomas in the rotation. He he looked like a he looked like a bench coach. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> it was cute and it was awesome yeah. seeing him. He looked like a bench coach. Yeah, I almost wish he would become a bench coach at this point. Yeah, I think, I think his career is just going to become more bleak. We're at that point, like yeah. it's just not going to work out. And it seems pretty obvious that it's not going to work out for him in the NBA. And at this point, it's like, all right, just just become a bench yeah, coach or something. Like, I don't yep. know. I agreed. Um, you know, but, like, even so, let's say, as we say, Denver does win these games. And the way it's looking right now, they're playing Portland. Are you comfortable fully with Denver playing Portland right now? No. No. Not at all. Not close. Yeah, no. not at all. Uh-uh. Denver's defense is, like, Jokic is right. on up there. Like, yeah. you're going to put yeah. Jamal Murray on Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. Yeah. It'll be brutal. Well, that's – so – that's the good part about Mike Malone is he's he uh, took yeah. out Barton and he put in Tory Craig, yeah. which guys I promise you if you're listening if you're still <laughs> listening at this point, bless your heart, uh, we're not going to spend a ton of time on th- Tory this Craig. Tory Craig ro- you don't rotation. Tory, you don't have a Tory Craig breakdown, right? Rotation. No, no. Um, but they added Tory Craig to the to the rotation. He's been shooting really good from three. I think he hit four threes in the game. He did. He's been shooting well. Um, and he plays really good defense, mm-hmm. and he's been an improvement over Will Barton. And that's that. That concludes our Tory Craig segment. I, I want to see San Antonio win it. I do too. Because I, I want do a, too. I want a situation where Lamarcus Aldridge has to go back to Portland for a playoff series. Oh yeah. Like, can yeah. we just talk about next year's backcourt for San Antonio? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Dejounte Murray, Murray and Derek White, and Derek, Derek White. White. Yeah. That is. Really, the clams. Yeah. Yes. That is getting the business yeah. on defense. Yeah, yeah I don't want work. any part of that. Yeah, you no. get that work. Patty Mills is like, guys, you remember me? I'm here, right. and they're yeah, like, yeah. also, Bellinelli can't play basketball. What? I are you kidding me? I don't like Bellinelli. <laughs> no, no, I don't like Bellinelli. He had one yeah. great game as a bull, dude. It's rough watching him for sure. Yeah. It, it's like it, it, it's like powering through the Bellinelli minutes. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it. I'm fine with Patty Mills because he he gets pretty good control of the offense when he's out there. Yeah, and he's been in and a he, while. And... He does a lot of those veteran moves where he'll get the foul calls right, yep. and everything like that. He'll, uh, you know, he he's a good vet. Out he's there. on that like Spurs list of like guys who've made a great career as a bench guy. Yeah, yeah. there you go. You know? Yeah, like yeah, he feels kind of like he's the... not Manu, but yeah, he's like next in the lineage of like right. just like bench guys for them. Um, but they're four guards. They could have. The, the starters of Derek White and DeJounte Murray. And then coming off the bench, they could have Patty Mills and uh, – guy from Miami. Uh, Lonnie Walker. Del- yeah, there we go. Lonnie Walker. 
And the Spurs are really good at taking guys in the late first round and like making them part of their team and making them matter. And yeah, they do need like Jakob Pertl is going to be the, the right. center of the future. Yeah, but he's not been excellent. Yeah, he's been good. He's been good. Yeah, he's been fine. Um, I do think they're going to need another wing that's not Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay is kind of like their their number three guy, I guess, yeah. offensively and. Um, I don't know. Just not a not a not a huge Rudy Gay fan. I'm saying this knowing that the Pistons are just going to sign him in like three months. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. The only place he hasn't been yet. Oh, yeah. I'm just They're saying. In Chicago. Like Pistons are going to sign Rudy Gay, and it's going to be. He also fits that Miami Heat resume of like sure. old wing. Sure, you. There it is. Yeah, overpaid. <laughs> overpaid. Come on. Come on. You got it. Wade's off the books now. Yeah. You. I love that they use the line like you got to spend the cat money somewhere. Like right. <laughs> you got to use ninety percent of it, man. It like right. scared money don't make none, bro. Right. Yeah, um, Ben, who do you got winning this? This I know that Tim um, said that he's got Denver because of home court. I like the Spurs, man. You like the Spurs? Yeah. I hope you're right. Yeah. I, in a three game series, I never like to go against Popovich. There you go. That's I a like good that. point. That's I a like really that. good point. Oh yeah, I mean, I just think that he is uh, a mastermind at what he does, um, and when he gets a team, because you got to think about it, he had a switching of the old guard. Well, you know, with your Duncan's gone, your Ginobili's gone, your Parker's gone, and he's taking this kind of new group of guys and kind of molded them in it. And when you're a guy like Popovich, it takes a while to fit into what he wants you to do. And I think those guys are kind of coming along. So I'm he made that, this work without Kawhi Leonard, right? And it, you know. It, if you remember when Kawhi got, you know, when he got traded, like Popovich really wasn't upset. Like he, like he just kind of moves along with his business and, you know, you bring the next guy in. He's, you know, I'm not saying that he didn't like Kawhi or he didn't have any, you know what I mean? Didn't have anything with Kawhi, but like he just moves on about his business and those guys fit what he wants to do. And I just like the fact that they're going to do what they're going to do. And I think that they're just, right now they to me, are the better team with Popovich. I agree, and I think that's a great point. Um, I also love, I really love it. I don't have the numbers in front of me for the free throws for the series, mm-hmm. but, man, it is not even close. <laughs> Spurs are just waxing them yeah. with free throws, um, which is just the most fundamentals thing yep. you've ever heard of, where yep. it's like, you so know, Spurs. We're so gonna, Spurs you know, yeah. Hey, we're going to play good, solid defense, okay? Uh, we're really gonna get. We're really gonna find our shots on the floor. We're gonna find our shots. And it's not gonna be three pointers. No, oh, we're, oh, we're not gonna force whatever shot. We're just, right. we're gonna get our looks mm-hmm. that we like, and and, uh, and we're gonna hit our free throws. Yep. <laughs> that is the most, dude. That <laughs> that's so Spurs, man. That is so Spurs, right? <laughs> but it, that won him two games. Can you games. hate it? It won you him can't two hate games, it, man. right? Yeah, it did. Man, I used to think when I was younger and I was learning basketball, I used to be like, the Spurs are so boring, man. And then, like, you look into what they do and how they run things, and like, you know, they have the best power forward ever in their in their in their res- to their resume too. So it's like, yeah, Marcus Aldridge is good, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, talk about Rudy Gay. He plays a stretch four. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's it. That's who the Pistons are signing. <laughs> Love it. I cannot wait till July first. It's like Rudy Gay is in negotiations with the Pistons and the Heat, and you and I just go. Two, the two Spider-Man gift just pops up. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move 
up the coast. Let's go to California, mm-hmm. where we have the defending, reigning, undisputed world champions in basketball. The Golden State Warriors, they're playing the Clippers. We saw the biggest comeback in NBA playoff history, which was really awesome. It was. Of course it happened the night Sean and I recorded an episode. Wow. So, nice. like, of course we couldn't cover it. That's awesome. <laughs> happens you... all the time. Don't you love when that happens? We yeah. had one episode all week last week. We couldn't even cover that. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but I think really, you know, the Patrick Beverly versus Kevin Durant thing has been fun. Yeah. And, and maybe even a little cute. Um, for me, I think the biggest story is Kevin Durant is an absolute assassin. Oh. He's a killer. He is undoubtedly one of the top three players in the NBA mm-hmm. right now. He's awesome. Yeah. And uh, it, it looks like nothing's changed since last year, the no. year before, where he was finals MVP. Mm-hmm. Finals MVP the year before that. Yeah. He looks like exactly who Kevin Durant should look like. Yeah. You could literally yeah. right now make a case to me that LeBron James and Kevin Durant are the two greatest small forwards of all time, and I'll probably go. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. right. You wouldn't even bat an eye. No, it. not one bit. Yeah. That's including Larry I mean, Bird, Scottie Pippen, yeah, Julius Irving. Like, what did I text you guys last night? We were sitting there watching, and Kevin Durant. I was like, "That's your basket. That's your basketball, Jones." You're falling in love. I've fallen in love with him. Like, like I sit there and watch him. I mean, they throw different defenses at him. They've got Pat Beverly clawing at him and pushing him. They've got different guys running at him, and the guy, nothing phases him. I mean, he gets shots in any spot. He can spot up. He can come off the uh, drive. He can come off a pick. He can come on a on down the lane. He can drive. He can dunk. He can shoot shots. He's a seven foot wing that nobody can even affect the shot. Ninety fifty forty guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like ninety fifty forty. They have seven foot seven tall. Foot tall. They have Just, potentially three of those guys in yeah. their team. A 90, 50, 40, yeah. seven foot tall, two-time two time. finals MVP yeah. reigning. One-time league MVP. How many scoring titles? Yeah. I mean, and we talked about this before. Like, like, and LeBron is – LeBron – I mean, I'm not taking any way, anything away from LeBron James. Don't, don't get me wrong. But Kevin Durant, man, like, that guy is just special. He's special. The things he can do, the numbers he puts up, the way he plays, he's you don't have any efficiency issues. I mean, he doesn't take bad shots, and he's effective every time. I that's, mean, the guy's legit. Man. He's that's the Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant of small forwards, right? You he, know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's averaging twenty nine points this playoff series, which four times like, scoring champion. But you're like twenty nine points. That's that's pretty good yeah. on yeah, that team with Steph Curry. Yeah, and... that's his career average in the playoffs. Um, in 131 games, he averages that. He has the NBA record, and it's still going, 32 games straight with 20 points or more. That's crazy. We didn't talk anything <laughs> about how good he is defensively either. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. like, no, he was on uh, He was on our preseason all, all, all he, he was my pick to win defensive player of the year. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's just – he's able to do it all, and, and I feel like he gets – he almost gets slighted just because LeBron, you know, LeBron Giannis. Giannis, and and you know some of this stuff too. Like I think he's been a little bit um, guarded, you know, with some other stuff. But he's starting to open open up more. With you like don't the, say, you know, with like the boardroom and and you know some of the other stuff that he's doing. I truthfully like 
I love the attitude he's taken on. I, I, I love too. it. I love I like because you remember like what was the KD three Nike did the ad like Kevin Durant is not a nice guy, right? And he would just have these commercials, and it's like, oh, yeah. that's really who he is now, right? And I love it. Yeah, he, he's I, I like, shooting yeah effective field goal percentage of sixty three percent. Yeah, yeah. I to mean, put that in context, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, he's so efficient. I mean, he's just efficient about what he does. Um. I just that dude is just he's unreal. If Harden's the best scorer in the NBA, Durant's not too far behind. Oh, I think if I think if he took the shots that Harden took, I think he would be a way better scorer. I I think he chooses. I think he chooses not to be that way. One, he's got right other the guys. Brothers. That, he's got the Splash Brothers. He's got other guys, but. I think it would be easy for him. If he were in a hardened situation, we would be talking about him having multiple 40-point games, multiple 50-point games. He he can do that. He just doesn't have to. Yeah, well, you saw it in the really, really eloquently spoke, um, like, two-minute interview. Did you guys see mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. interview where he yeah. speaks? Uh, really cool to see. And the internet just like blew up and was like oh Kevin Durant's like the smartest basketball player ever <laughs> really what it showed me like I'm sh- I'm sure every player like you know really thinks at that level mm-hmm. I don't think that that was like Kevin Durant being a genius I think that was Kevin Durant just being like a basketball player a professional basketball player right. I think right. that's how they all think yeah, and they just all talk dumb to us and right. like because that's we're like, never gonna understand right like mm-hmm. we got like a glimpse of like how Basketball players actually look at the game. We're like, "Oi, what's happening right now?" <laughs> yeah, when normally it's like, it's like Kevin. Like, what did you think? They were giving you some looks. He's like, "Yeah, they were guarding me." And we're like, "Wow, that was just a great interview genius. by Durant." Right? But no, I don't know anything about the Knicks. Right, but this time he like really went into it, and what he said was super interesting. Where he was like, he's like, "Listen." I, I'm Kevin Durant. You guys know who I am. I'm seven foot. Pat Beverly's like six one, six two. He's like, if I want to shoot at any time, I can get my shot over him, and I could probably make it from anywhere on the floor. Yeah. But does that help my team? Right. He feels a burden to to really get his team going. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a burden that he's creating for himself. I don't know if that's a burden that his teammates are. are uh, or if it's the media that's doing it, or if it's Steve Kerr that's saying, hey, we need everyone to get going. Right. But when Kevin Durant said, I can get my shot at any time, I really did believe him. Oh, yeah. I really did believe him. And it made me think, like, Kevin Durant, why is he Why is he like the, you know, why is he an alpha and stuff like that? He thinks, I know I can score at any time. Right. And when they need a bucket, when Kevin Durant needs a bucket, he gets he a bucket. gets a bucket. No like, no doubt. Pe- period, he gets it. Yeah. Um, and that is just big facts, but uh, he thinks about it way bigger than that. Yeah, I think I think you come to a point um, as a player where at his stage and where he's at, I think he understands his role, and that's all that matters to him. Like he doesn't care that you know he's not doesn't care he's not scoring forty points a game. It's about the sum of the whole of the parts, and that's what makes Golden State so good. Like. Like last night, you saw that him and Clay combined for sixty-five. Clay Thompson is also a mid-range god. Oh, I know. That, no, I know no. that we think of him as a three-point no, shooting guy, but he is really good in the mid-range. Yes, he is. But they get sixty-five, and Steph has a rough night. Like that. Sometimes it's going to be that way. Really rough. Yeah, he was. He was really bad. Yeah. But but you know, I think he thinks that way. I think he thinks that you know when it's time for me to get my shot, 
There's not a player on earth that's going to stop me from doing what I want to do and get where I want to get on the floor. I truly think he believes that way. I think this is just fun for him. Like, yeah. having all those years where he played with Russell Westbrook, and I know he talks highly of Russ, but, like, that, there's times when you could tell that that wasn't fun. And, it's got to be frustrating. Look at Paul George. Right, mean, like, and obviously, like, goes back to my point earlier, Billy Donovan. But, like, I, I think he's just gotten to the point where, like, and he said it, he's like, I just wanted to be a part of this. Yeah. And he was he was the puzzle piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he was the ultimate puzzle piece. Yeah. It's it's fun to win. Yeah. Are, are you guys seeing anything from the Clippers that's noteworthy? Shea Gilgis Alexander, I think, like, I know, like, his stats yeah. don't look great, but he he's really is really growing. Good. He's looked good, yeah. Um, they're playing him at the three when he's a point guard by trade. Yeah, and this is the same thing as Brooklyn, where, like, it feels like their best lineup is, like, the three guards, yeah. right? And, yeah. like, just because one of your guards is 6'6", six, six, he kind of slots into that, that like, three, that third, you yeah. know what I mean, position, which is fine. For sure. Um, But, yeah, it, it has been cool to see that. Um, I think that's probably my main takeaway from watching them. I'm excited to Matras see Harrell. Yeah, Matras Harrell is the real deal. I know we talked about PNR guys earlier. Really. Like he is really he's good textbook. At he's yeah. like textbook rim runner. Yep. as yep. as good as anyone at, at rim running. Yeah, for me, just seeing like I was really excited about Shea in this draft uh, to really kind of see him get this chance to really kind of play at a high elite level, play against the best team in the world, right? And show that he can hang is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's been the biggest thing for sure. Yeah. That's been the biggest thing. I agree. Uh, Let's move on to the Raptors series. Uh, My beloved Orlando Magic. Your beloved Orlando Magic. (laughs) As of like two months ago. As of (laughs) since Penny. Uh, (laughs) Technically, yes. As as of 1997. Technically, yes. Yeah, it's... There was the one game. The one game the Magic had, yeah, it was awesome uh, for Magic fans and, and for all that. But otherwise, it hasn't been too close. No. It hasn't been too close. And and rightfully so. It shouldn't be. Um, I sent it the other day in the group chat. All all their starters except Gasol had two threes. And, like, everyone that played meaningful minutes on their bench had a three. Mm-hmm. This whole team, I mean, spreading the ball around, can get can get buckets from anywhere. They look good. They look really good. Yeah. Kyle Lowry, even uh, after game one, has been really good. And I know that we don't put a ton of weight in plus minus, but their team is better with him on the court, period. Period, period, period. Always. They're always better with him on the floor. Every he, single time. He was a plus 26 in their last game. Yeah. And oh, I know I you're kind of, not that we dislike him, but, I mean, but you've been like kind of like the flag bearer on the network of Pascal Siakam, and he has definitely lived up to everything in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, him and Kawhi together as your forwards is pretty nasty. Yeah. That's the only duo that you can see really make, giving fits for Giannis. Yeah, man. Those both those guys are huge. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're both athletic. Like, it's great. And I think it was the I think it was game what game four the last game. Yeah. Game four. Um. Kawhi looked incredible. Yes, he did. Yeah, he's he that did. spin move he did. Yeah. He's just like spin move, grabbing the ball with his big old hand. He's like... selling so many debalances right now. Oh, man. <laughs> I like his shoes. I, yeah. I straight up like him. Yeah. I actually do. He's pushing away. Tim, sh- shoulder shrugging. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, <laughs> I, I actually do legitimately like him. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, he finally looked like the Kawhi of old. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he looked healthy. 
He looked fresh. Um, he was getting to the basket. Like, he really set the tone for them the other night where he got to the basket. I mean, there was one point where he scored, like, eight straight points where he hit a three, came down, hit a driving layup, hit an and one. Um, so, I mean, he really started to look like his old self, which is scary. It is scary. It's scary. It's scary because we talked about him – as like is he the third best player in the world right. when healthy and that was like a year and a half ago or whatever like that's that was kind of the conversation yeah. around him and yeah it, it's a bit scary Marcus Gasol hasn't looked great I'll, I'll be no. honest with that and and Danny Green hasn't really gotten um the production that you would expect out of him as a whole yeah speaking of Gasol what was really cool um he was straight for Jonas Valanciunas Jonas Valanciunas was at game one in the crowd Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, that there is you go. Pretty cool. That'll tug at your heartstrings. Yeah. Oh, Raptor by heart. Uh, oh, that's the game they lost, right? <laughs> yes. Classic Valentinus. DJ Augustine. The DJ Augustine game. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Uh, we fully expect Toronto to close out this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Move on to the second round and uh, take the winner of uh, Philly yes. or Brooklyn. Or Brooklyn. Yeah. Which I would expect Philly. Yeah, and this Orlando Magic team, it's obviously great they made the playoffs. Um, I, I sent this to you guys in a text message the other day. Like, they're a team that money-wise is in good situations. Yeah. They're in beautiful Orlando, Florida. If yeah. they can just convince a guy to be there, which they can't because they're the Magic. They're a terrible franchise. But, like, truthfully, like, they're set up to be good if yeah. they can just make it work. I mean, they're going to sign Vucevic back, I assume. Yeah. We all agree that, uh, that Isaac is, yeah. like... A year away from being, he is. I think he's. I mean, my only complaint with Jonathan Isaac is he wears number one. Other than that, he's my guy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know when it is uh, too early to say most improved player for next year. But yeah, whenever we're allowed to say it, I, I like to say Jonathan Isaac's name. I think he's gonna be a candidate. And I'll stick with this because I've said it for two years now. I really want Markel Fultz to be good, and if he's good I there, too. that would just be that'll, awesome. That'd be that'll, awesome. Yeah, that'll that help would... immensely. Yep, it's it's kind of just like another piece that's kind of just waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like because if he's healthy and he's good, that team is like I've said it like four or five times now. They're Florida Gulf Coast University from the they're old huge. Too. They're they're dunks yeah. do lock. They have five yeah. guys that just throw the ball down, they're including huge. Bamba. Yeah, yeah, man, they're huge. They are. They're big. They're big. Yeah. Um, Aaron Gordon has kind of surprised me. I mean, he's. He's actually played halfway decent. You know what I mean? If you know if he can continue to, you know, he's got he an eighty yeah. million dollar contract. Like we've right never forward. doubted his talent. We've right. just kind it's of always of wondered, put, like yeah, putting it together. Right. So hopefully, you know, this off season. I mean, after this, the success they've had in the playoffs and the success he's had in the playoffs, hopefully he'll put that together in the off season. And yeah, because really I know out. you've compared a lot to Julius Randle. And, yeah, production wise, and like, yeah. but athletically, like we know, like he should be better than him. But sure. production wise, you're right. It's, right. right. This is his chance to really do this. Yeah. yeah. I think he's like, um, I mean, I've also compared him to just like uh, a broke dick Blake Griffin. <laughs> All dunks. He's just bro- like, he's a broke yeah. Blake Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. Is what I see, man. It's like, Dude, I agree. If Uncle Drew would have came out six years earlier. Right. Right. Like they wouldn't have need. They wouldn't have needed him because Blake Griffin would have been, been Uncle Drew at that point. Stephon Marbury. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Looking ahead really quickly at, at a Toronto uh, Sixers series, mm-hmm. I do think that the way to beat uh, the way to beat the Sixers is through guards. Mm-hmm. I 
think that you're not going to really beat him in the front court. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Uh, Toronto's guards haven't been great yet. This feels very like so, 1990s New York Knicks, Indiana Pacers, just two straight two defensive straight, teams. Yeah. Right. Just, no, that's. I, yeah. I just think that that's going to be such a great series. You know what yeah. I mean? That the one weakness of Philly, or, or the main weakness, I'll say, is like if you have just like a guard that is an assassin. Yeah. Um, they he can carve you up possibly, yeah. and um, uh, Toronto really hasn't had that yet. So that's going to be a really good series when we get to it. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. All right. Uh, I think that's all the series that we need to talk about, guys. I don't think that there's any series we missed. What do you, what do you mean, Kyle? <laughs> I don't think that there's any we missed at all. And uh, <laughs> Well, we don't need to talk about it anyway. All right. Uh, let's let's go ahead and bury it. No, we him. really don't have to. Let, it, let's do a, a Viking funeral for, for my Detroit Pistons. Hold on. Let's all take a moment. All right. All right. Um, man. They're losing by 32 points right now with 420 left. What? They were just down eight like 10 minutes ago. Oh, bro. They went on, um, it was like a 20-something to two run or something like that. But. Classic. You know what, man? It kind of goes with what we just said about Orlando. Is like, they were in that race. I know we had said them as a seven. Uh, when we did our preseason predictions, which they weren't far off. It's just, they went against, you know, one of the three best players in the universe right now. God, yeah. thirty nine to twenty three. All right, we get it. They suck. We get it. Twenty five to seven. Fourth <laughs> and hey, he... I already, I already had to bury my Pacers. At least you got to go one extra. Hey, day. hey, who here didn't have their team make the playoffs? And you guys are over there sad. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Brown, a healthy two points. Whose team is never making the playoffs again in this room? Mine. <laughs> Bruce Brown started and got two points, guys. Hmm. Uh. I'm not in the Bruce Brown train. You're not. Our all. our friend uh, Laz Jackson, who did the Detroit season preview, his uh, Twitter account has pretty much just become a uh, I hate Bruce, Bruce Brown, Brown uh, <laughs> account. So. That was Friday night. That was my Boyan. I'm like, why is he guarding Tatum? Yeah. Horrible. But, all right, here's my silver line with the Pistons. Okay, ready? Here's how I spin it. They're ahead um, of schedule. Let's do it. All right, okay. So, they didn't make the playoffs last year. Nope. They did make the playoffs this year. Can you, we all agree that that's improvement? Absolutely. Oh, without a doubt. Perfect. They didn't trade for Mike Conley, which at the time I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. Okay, If they would have traded for Mike Conley, they would have mortgaged their future because they would have given up at least at least Kennard, yeah. if not more. Kennard pr- probably plus picks, probably right? Plus picks, Let's yeah. not forget you would have wall at one point, too. I did. I, I agree. Before that injury, I would have taken him. Yeah. Um, so... We agree that they improved this year, and they didn't mortgage their future. If they would have traded for, let's say, Mike Conley, they would have lost this same playoff uh, series, right? We right. agree that? Yeah. So that trade wouldn't have helped them now at all, but they're still set up better for the future. That is my silver lining. They didn't make any mistakes that I would regret right now, and they did improve. As a fan of a basketball franchise, such as the Detroit Pistons, you cannot ask for much more. Improvement now, not mortgaging your future. I'm going to take that as a win. Yeah. We made the playoffs. I'll take it. Absolutely, man. You should You should feel that way. Yeah. yeah. They're, uh, they're in a good spot. I will say I'm nervous about Blake Griffin. I think he won't ever play more than 60 games in a, ser- in a season. Yeah. Ever. And that sucks. That does suck. He's going to be load management 
king. He will be. Like like what you saw from Kawhi this year. Yeah. He'll After be the Pistons like got lucky with every love management game this year. Every game. You guys did e- like one hundred percent of them. Too. We need this game. It was funny. Kawhi I would Leonard s- load managers. You like? Are you kidding me? I would send. I would send a text every single day. It felt like and I'd be like, Pistons won the load management game again. <laughs> um. But yeah, the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks are rolling, just absolutely rolling. They're going to win the series by over 100 points. So that is not great. Um, I looked at tickets to go to this game, and I'm glad I didn't. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all I got. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Pistons. You made the playoffs. We're out in four. Should have been out in three because you know it should have been best of five. We both got swept. It's all right. It's actually fine. It's okay. Me and t- or me, me and Ben, are our two teams are just the first two eliminated. Yeah, so it feels right. bad. Damn you! C- come on, you're like the Magic about to be eliminated too. That's true. Oh yeah, that's your team. <laughs> I will team. I will say that since 2004, the Pistons have won 16 playoff series. There the Bucks have won zero. Right, I as jealous as I am right now of the Bucks. We I've had it I've had it pretty good you, the last while. So good. you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take my W uh where I have it and uh you guys have a championship this decade or this uh century. Sure. Sure, we got a championship in my life. It's like the old, the first super team. That's it. And I went yeah. I went to one of the final games actually. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um All right, that's all I have for uh for these playoffs. Uh, appreciate you guys sticking around and listening to it. Hope you had a great time like we did. Make sure you go on Twitter and give us a follow at 48 Minutes Network. Also, check us out on Instagram, also at 48 Minutes Network. Um, check out our website, 48MinutesNetwork.com. Com, 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 com. And make sure you guys uh, subscribe to the podcast. Give us that five-star review. It really, really helps us out. And tell us what you like, what you don't like, uh, which team you're rooting for, who you want to hear more of. Uh, We care about all that, and um, we'd love to hear from you guys. Appreciate it, and have a great week. Good night.